In case you guys don't know, this is Innovation Crush. Uh, thank you all seven of you for, for being here. Ten, I think Bentley counts as like two or three. <laughs> I feel like um, a never-ending story. That's the first thing that comes to mind with, with your dog. That's what everyone says. Falcor. See? Yeah, Falcor. See, yes. A tree, you know. Yeah. Um, so in case you guys are unaware, uh, this show covers all things innovation, creativity, ideas, smart people doing smart stuff. Um, and you've been a guest on the show before. So, uh, once. Yeah, well, once is good. I just see you all the time. So it feels like <laughs> we do things. Uh, hey, Bart. Is this Hi. recording already at this point? I think so. I, I, yeah, <laughs> this is not in the back. Otherwise, cool. we're just talking for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I guess uh, what is... Uh, What's Flow? What's what's his? What's These are my flow? words, my intent. They're awesome. Uh, it's an awesome company. Where they're bracelets that uh, where you choose your word, your intent. Yours is float. Float. I want to float. 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 Flow. And then what else do I have? presence and i've had gratitude as well but i left my gratitude bracelet at the integratron in at the joshua, joshua tree yeah oh, oh see he knows yeah <laughs> uh so let's let's start with a little bit of one-on-one then yep. we'll, i'm sure we'll weave these things back in sure um uh i would love for you guys to give a little bit of a one-on-one on who you are and what you do for those that somehow maybe living under a rock and not not know well i mean if you don't watch youtube then you wouldn't know who i am probably but uh, on YouTube, that's that is what I do. I have a channel. It's called Bart Baker. Um, music video parodies are my thing. I am about to hit ten million subscribers, so that'll be fun. Uh, Got to have a party or something. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you good? Is, is it gonna be like a ten million subscriber moment? I like, think you gotta you do something. We should definitely have a party. Kind of, it seems like What's a... trending will host your party. Okay, yeah, let's do Whatever that. That means. Um, yeah, but I've been doing I've been doing YouTube for seven years, and it's just uh, social media is a roller coaster. It's up and down. It's crazy. It's it's a crazy ride, that's for sure. I will say that uh, I, it took me about a good ten minutes to figure out if that was really Taylor Swift or not. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> that video I just put up, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> so many people were tricked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was basically like Taylor Swift watching a parody video of him. And like reacting has like to a it. million, like one point one million views on it. Like you put it up yesterday. Yeah. So um, I uh, got him. <laughs> Got him. Uh, all right, your turn, Shira. <laughs> Go. Top that. I'm just focused on Bart. Uh, my name is Shira Lazar. I'm a broadcaster, interviewer, host, uh, focusing on digital media. And I also have a company called What's Trending. We're a publisher uh, that is focused on digital and social media. We produce a lot of videos focusing on millennials. So around the social water cooler. The social water cooler. Ooh, yeah, a lot of buzzwords. Um, so you you've both been in the game for a minute, right? Seven years. Yeah. How long? How long did you start? How long did you? I start started doing, doing more online video like ten year over ten years ago. Like YouTube wasn't even around. It was just QuickTime videos and MySpace. Yeah, well, it was a lot of websites that had video, but you, like there was no embed. It was. Right. Like literally, you clicked on and downloaded a file. Or no, I remember like that's that. how I got the two girls one cup video. Yeah, <laughs> e bombs world wasn't that like one of the <laughs> yeah, first I ones? Yeah. Um, but what's trending started in 2011. Still around too somehow. No, but here's what's interesting. I think you 
well, you kind of stayed in the same lane, which is interesting to kind of keep this, yeah. you know, the same voice going. And you've evolved and changed and adapted. I go in many lanes, like, Bar. You just stay in your lane. You play it safe. <laughs> it's, well, but but it's like what he had works, and then you kind of explore it. But it's it's an interesting dynamic that, in one sense, it's like I'm gonna just keep giving the people what they want, what I know they need, right. what they know me for. And you're like, all right, what's out there that I should be ex exploiting and thinking about? Well, it's also because it wasn't like I was getting like I had 10 million subscribers. Like I had, I mean, we have. A f I would say across different platforms and with me a few million uh, followers overall. But for me, it was always like, okay, I got this. This is interesting, but there's more. For me, there was always more to navigate. And I was always interested to see what the new thing was. And, and I was curious about that. And I was curious about emerging communities. And that really led me to diving into new things all the time. And, and what was your, what's your, what's the method to your madness? So like, and is there something else that like there's in the Bart vault oh, yeah. that you're like, shit, I wish I could do this. But well, there's a lot of stuff that's going on actually. Like, um, the method to my madness is, yeah, I mean, sticking for, for my chance. What is that? <laughs> for those who can't see what's happening, Shira just like pulled a bunch of mucus off of our dog. So. And, put, and put it right next and to put the it water. right next to the water. So visualize um, that. Um, so yeah, so the parody stuff I've been doing for for a minute. I mean, you know, seven, six, seven years, and it's a it's a format that really doesn't go away. There's a lot of formats on YouTube that get old, and people will stop watching, um, and you have to switch it up. With the parodies, it's kind of everyone's. There's always the next pop song to make fun of, you know. Always, um, you have to get a little bit more creative with the way you do it because people are always expecting more. Uh, which is hard because it's like, how do you top this and how do you top that? And you got, it's kind of like you got to stop worrying as much about the views at at, at some point because it's in, it's consuming. Yeah. Well, and how do you tap into like the well of creativity in a narrow space? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the way that I do them is it's kind of like they've evolved into like a musical of sorts. So there's like the beginning, middle and end and the end is crazy and there's a twist and everyone's kind of waiting to see what will happen this time. Like my last video, Kanye West dies, comes back as Jesus and turns Taylor Swift into a cat. So, you know, that was one that seemed, totally makes seemed sense. Total, like it made total sense. He just shot for shot. Based on the music video, he just shot for shot and then yeah. there's always a twist ending. Yeah. So that format works still and it, and it's continue it's I don't see it ever stopping but that being said YouTube changes so much every month it's different. So I actually am launching a new series on my channel this coming week that it's kind of like the soup. Uh, remember the soup? Yeah. But it's about but it's based around all like the beef that's going on on YouTube and all all the, all of these I mean, you know, I, some of these vloggers who I literally can I don't understand how people are even watching them and and can stomach it. It's kind of taking the don't worst. You do, don't you do vlogs? Well, uh, but, but I'm not making fun of her. <laughs> yeah, but you can make fun of me and then I'll get more views. Yeah. Yeah, it's a win-win. So it's like, it's it's taking what I already do is like roasting celebrities and now I'm going to actually roast other YouTubers, uh, which people really, really like right now. That is the hot thing to do on YouTube. So I'm switching it up a little bit with that format. 
So, uh, sure, like, kind of the same vein, you know, what have you evolved? Because I remember, like, early on, it was, like, very, t- you know, sort of tech-focused. and like News. What's, we yeah. were with CBS News when we yeah, started. Yeah, and then you started jumping on platforms, like, Lively and Musically yeah. and so on and so forth. And the, the, the conversation changed a little bit. Like, what went into some of those decisions? Definitely, that you made I think the, the past year or so, we've even gotten more comedic in our in how we cover things. I think, yeah, we, we launched our show originally. It was a weekly live show with CBS News. So, if you can imagine being, you know, in my, I was like mid late twenties with the CBS news as my boss, you know, the amount of, I guess, pressure to, to uphold or be that brand and be more of a serious newscaster. And I was also trying to find my voice at the time. And I think now as I've evolved and it's, you know, a bit, a few years later, <laughs> I won't age myself, but I've, 17 years <laughs> no, later. No, it's not. I just like it myself. <laughs> um, I've realized I'm like more comfortable with who I am, which means I can sometimes be thoughtful. I can, I want to be informative, but I also am a goofball. I like being, uh, I like being funny, sarcastic, a bit sassy. And so, how do I blend all those parts of me into the content I do? And I think we're definitely at a time where um, people don't that want things like straight. They want it, the news and the information with a point of view. People like comedy, and I tend to like a lot of the co- content that I consume is comedic. So definitely, the past year, having you know, being on Musically, which is very young, it's like thirteen to eighteen, and it started with lip sync videos, and then moved on to comedy. Like younger than that, it's like it's even four younger. to eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like, it's aging. Down. I started. It started being a safe place for me to experiment with that that side of me, and then as I saw that side of me coming out, I started really embracing it, and I started to get more um, of a community being built around that. And I think that really started to give me the freedom to say to myself, it's okay to be that way. Like, you don't need to be it, so... I was going to say, is this Play it so safe. Yeah, because well, I was on a panel earlier here at the podcast festival about diversity. And one of the things that obviously comes up is your voice. Who are you as a host, or as an entertainer, as a provider of information? And you, I think you tapped into something that's like, who am I as an individual? Like really learning who that is. And it takes um, years. I mean, you're, it's a constant journey, right? And so how do you, if we allow that journey to happen in real life, why are we always stalling that journey when we're as a professional? So I think we like, we tend to get attached to who we think people love and um, who has brought us success. So whatever that person is, that image. So maybe I, I you know, I've been successful at different points, but I think that I need to figure out who I am throughout that whole thing and like, and stick with that. Bart, do you feel that same kind of pressure, you know, because especially like you said, just kind of topping the next one, but like making sure the audience is fresh and entertained and like it doesn't get stale. Of course. I mean, it's uh, the audience kind of every year. It's like a certain amount of people will drop off and stop watching because they could just grow out of YouTube, maybe Um, because, you know, there's certain certain people who watch are very young. And certain, like my demographic is 13 to 18, 18 to 25, and then 25 to 35 is the third biggest. Basically, 13 I think I'm, to I think I'm neither one of those groups. <laughs> but it's mainly, <laughs> it's mainly the middle. So no matter what, um, there's going to be like turnover every year where you have to keep on bringing in a new audience, even if you have that many Does subscribers. Does that mean you don't age? What? Yeah, that's right. I don't age. <laughs> I don't age. Yeah, that's well, yeah, what... because you try to. Yeah, that's the trick. <laughs> um, but there's all yeah, it's constant pressure always because and then you, it's also like you compare yourself to other people around you in the space, and it's like, oh well, this guy gets this many views in in a day, so I really need to step my game up. Like something must be wrong with my content, you know. But it's 
and that that state of mind is is not good. It's really it's not because yeah, it, it, I do this, I do the same thing. Like every episode of my show I publish, I'm like yeah. the first week, I'm like just multiple times a day looking to see how it's yeah. going. I, and I, event like at some point in time I stopped, right? But it's you still have like to. it's still in the back of your head. Yeah. yeah. I mean I think it's just like it's kind of I mean people just do that. You compare yourself to other people as how you know how 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 they're doing compared to you. You have to one up yourself. Like yeah, I think but the, the only comparison you should That's be the most the most important the one, thing is yeah. yeah, that is actually just comparing yourself to yourself, but it's really hard not to look at everyone else around you. Um I think that when when I focus on just to, like you know topping myself as opposed to oh topping this dude who's you know blew up in like a month and now he has like six million subscribers like that's an anomaly like i shouldn't even be comparing myself to people like that also it's a distraction so it's total I, distraction I all entrepreneur you don't need to be a creator to deal with this i think whatever field you're in it's easy to just get distracted and be constantly looking at what other people are doing instead of focusing on what you need to do and what your value is you can take some inspiration from those people but well, you know, I'd like to think of it as almost like a friendly competition. When mm -hmm. I, like when I see somebody coming up, I'm like, yeah. all right, like what do I have access to? What can I do? Where can I turn my little creative brain on? Yeah, be aware. Look right. at that as a way. Like as in the end, we we tend to not get like lazy, but if we're doing well, we it like plateaus, and at a certain point, we're like, oh, this this works. Like we see, and and we tend to not um, challenge ourselves to get to that next level unless someone pushes us to. So yeah, how you, you can get on autopilot really yeah, easily. You get very much on, on YouTube. Like if you're putting out like a like certain content and you're doing it for a long time it can turn into a thing where it's like you're just like a factory and you almost lose the passion you know you should always have new goals always have goals that you want to reach and a timeline to reach them uh how does that work for you like how what's the actuality of you either either of you like goal setting and like making sure you measure it because a lot of us we were talking in the hallway earlier just like Oh, you just get a mic and you start recording, you, you know, from a podcast. Well, yeah, you just have to fine, do. Right? Acting is a big part of it. Yeah. Yes, doing is one thing. But then at, at a certain point, you start to, like, really measure and and, and try to expand more, more deliberately. Yeah. Like, you guys have a trick or methodology you use for, like, There's goal no setting? no trick. I mean, literally <laughs> writing it out, saying uh, every month, what what goal do I want to hit? And then, but not just saying I wanted to hit these goals, but then there's sub uh like sub actions within that action so like okay so i want to hit grow five thousand more over the next month okay so what's the thing i'm going to do this week so i'm going to get in touch with other partners to do collab like sharing maybe i'll i need better guests so in the next two weeks i'm going to start booking a weekly guest that it reaches this many people so you have to have like your you still haven't goal. booked me yet so I, I, must, I must not be able to move the needle for you i'm just saying an example <laughs> yeah, what's the deal that's here? totally an example but a lot of people create these big actions without any sub actions within the bigger action and then they're like oh why aren't i hitting that you're like well there's a lot of little mini things you need to do to get there that yeah. you're not even setting that little action so you just expect it to come does yeah, that make sense it. yeah no 100 no i mean yeah, I agree with that. Just say what she so said. So all that stuff. What she said. All this, yeah, exactly. All that stuff sounds exhausting, right? Because you because you want to be the creator, but then you have to be the CEO of me and the CEO of like in, in, in your. You know what like they say. You know what they say. If it's to be, it's up to me. Yes. So I think that it looks. Somebody's been looking at Instagram. Uh, <laughs> positive quotes. They do say that. She no, the there. whole thing is it. I, I think you you need to change. It's like fortunately, unfortunately, change your perception. If it becomes, and we're kind of, we're in this leadership training that um, we're doing right now, but it's all about the, changing the I have to's until it to, I get to, I get to do this. I get to do that. If everything's not have to, it becomes like you're being forced to do it. 
it's like a task instead of like an opportunity. This is right. No, one of my favorite quotes is change the way you look at things and the things you look at will begin to change. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I was I literally in the hallway. It was like, oh, I don't want to do social media. I just, you know, I just want, I want to do the jokes. I want to be fun. And it's like, you kind of just have to, but you get, get to, to because you get to. That's created a, something. It's also, that's a platform to share whatever your voice is and what you want. And then, you know, at a certain point, I think you need to figure out what your vision is, like what you actually want for yourself in the world. And maybe the things that you thought were part of that aren't part of that. And maybe... You at a certain point you let that go, but you have to be realistic with yourself. A bar have you? Sorry, about? is this becoming an intervention for you? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not. I won't cry until after I leave. <laughs> um, how how's your like the business side of Bart grown in the past seven years, and how, what do you understand? Oh, and what for do you sure. Adjust and grow. Um. Well, I mean, a lot of things have changed. I started shooting stuff in my backyard on a green screen um when i was out of college and you know i was spending like a hundred dollars maximum a video and then i signed with maker studios and rest in peace um yeah they ended up dissolving into they, disney. Yeah, they disney. got bought by disney and disney disney just so like <clears throat> they would they funded all my content for five years and they were getting like we were doing full on full-blown recreations of the videos like getting the original costumes finding the sets like everything wow yeah so they were expensive like some of them were six figure shoots uh so you know thanks to maker for well disney thank you mickey um <laughs> but anyway so they got dissolved and i kind of recently in the past six months i've started funding everything myself out of pocket um not six figures <laughs> no i figured out <laughs> back to the hundred dollar yeah. route like, uh, i figured out how to do it this is why we got you to get cheaper. the ice americanos chris thank you <laughs> no, no my problem. one starbucks i've had all week i'm gonna yeah. back to the pot fest there's so, a I lot think, can i do that is that possible <laughs> there's a lot of ways to make these videos for really cheap if you're not getting like thirty thousand dollar disney insurance you know what i mean so things like that um so yeah the business itself in the past six months has drastically changed for me i've switched everything up from my my lawyers my agents my managers everything in the past six months um but was that easy that no it shift? was it was hard it was hard at first but it has to happen you can't stay you have to switch up at some point or else but you what fought was, that bar fought that for i was gonna a say i was gonna bar ask like fought. what was the tipping point right where you go like i can't continue to do she all was gonna stuff, break like, up with me with so yeah. i don't you know that it was just like i was just i was just kind of fed up with how things were going with certain aspects of stuff um as far as the youtube and just my career in general so i wanted to just switch everything up and maker disappeared so i figured this is the time to just do it let's just switch up everything and you know what it's actually been it's been really good um it's the view the videos are doing better than they ever have and you know it's probably because i don't have a legal team looking at every lyric and saying i can't do this or i can't murder donald trump in this video um which they would say so you know stuff like that which would make people laugh but <laughs> i couldn't do it so um but you know the business itself is very complicated and it's kind of scary uh people kind of don't real especially when you're new into the business you don't realize that yeah, you need all these things in place. You do need a legal team and you need management um, and you need a network that can support you if if you have complicated shoots and things like that. So, yeah, I think... You deal with claims and yeah. write, like write stuff. So even on YouTube, even what's trending deals with that where we get a claim or a copyright, copyright and, like, and we're yeah. now with a, a new network that is very hands-on and that really helps. So stuff like that, it takes it takes the pressure and and it takes the time off 
of your, you know, your workloads, you can focus on other things in the business. So I don't need a, an employee on my team focused on that as much because we're part of a network. So you find efficiencies right. that way. Uh, congratulations on being in the gas stations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which people don't get. So we are, we have a partnership with Verifone and Gas Station TV, which is like have, having a partnership with like a billboard company. Like it, it becomes a billboard. It's been great marketing. Uh, what I was going to so, ask yeah. is, like, you know, no, as you diversify and start to venture into other platforms, or, and I saw like you're part of EscapeX, or at least at some point were, um, there's all, there's, Thousands. Uh, you don't. You didn't. You didn't tell her. You it's didn't an tell app. Her it's, the app. it's the app that I need to be using more because. Oh, they, is this your own app? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I supposed know. to post today. I forgot already. I, I need, but thanks the, for but I was going to say, like, that's this is where a lot of additional work comes in and decision making. Yeah. Right? How do you decide which other platforms you're going to start embracing or not? Right. Or, well, that's definitely like there's only there's only so much you can do, right? It's like where do you focus your attention? Um, and there's, for example, like I stopped real, I stopped posting on Snapchat as frequently because Snapchat and Instagram are not the same thing. And which one's going to last? I'm going to bet on Instagram. So it's like, it's instead of doing the same thing twice, it's more efficient to figure out which one you actually want to focus on more. Um, and, and it's also hard figuring out which platforms are, when they're new to focus on, like when Musical.ly popped up, it's like, should I do this? Because it's a lot of time. Even though it's it's simple, but it's still like you have to build that audience, and it's a lot. It's like dedication, going live on there, and taking hours to do that. So it's hard to pick and choose because you don't want to be on the next vine, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Um, and you've explored a lot, like it just yeah. You know. For us, it always it's is there an audience? Is there well, audience equals impact, right? And then is there revenue? So ideally it hits both, but it needs to at least hit one or the other in a big way. So if there's, you know, you know what I mean? Like if mm -hmm. there's barely any audience, but it's good revenue, if there's a revenue opportunity, I'm like, I'm open. But ultimately, like and ideally it's both. And we've been very fortunate lately, uh, the past year, we've been able to really monetize off RevShare deals on these platforms where our, our content is really being embraced. So we, uh, Twitter, we're making money on Twitter video, which is amazing. We're making money on Watchable, which is Comcast, which now is more Xfinity. And from now I'm like, okay, I can make obviously revenue through brand deals and integrations and all that. But how do I get our content to more places where we can make that money as well? So yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's good. Well, speaking of money, um, I, I mean, especially as with podcasting being such a young industry, young by comparison, uh, you know, but I mean, there's people here who've had shows for 10 years, you know, um, and eventually there's only a few that can actually make a career out of that only. Um, but a lot of that comes from brands and ads and all that stuff. So right. what, just walk us through a little bit of the decision-making processes that go when brands come to the table. Cause I've sat in meetings with you where, you know, you're pitching what's trending and it's, it's an interesting to sit there with the, you know, the host. Yeah, thanks. But... You never gave me any feedback. So <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I was good. I'm kidding. Yeah. But no, it's interesting um, because we're a boutique. We're not like, you know, you, you see huge companies like a Buzzfeed, obviously, like all the companies that you hear about, right. Vox or, I don't know. Now we're all competing against the same for the same money. Right. So there's even CNNs or um, I'm trying to think of other companies. There's a few out think, there. Yeah, there's a few out there. <laughs> uh, so you know, I say we're a boutique publisher. So we're not necessarily scaled, but we uh, we are one of I would say one of the only publishers where some of the, some of the biggest influencers follow what's trending and have been on the, what's trending. So uh, to tap into that. 
and, and the potential names. Barb Baker. No, okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's know. It. Mark Tyler Cuban. Oakley, Tyler Oakley, Mark Cuban, Shaq. Um, I'm trying to think. That's it. Yeah, that's it. People. I don't know. Joan Rivers. Seven yes, years later, three <laughs> names. No, no, there's. I mean, there's. Oh, there's so the same people. people over and over. Um, oh, Kendrick Lamar was on What's Trending. Really? When? Years ago. It was oh. right before he like literally broke. A week before he broke, you can go see. Tim that. and Eric. Tim and Eric have been on. I mean, I'm that was the best show ever. Uh, I was going to say not Chancellor. Well, I, just for put, I, I just wanted to put it in perspective Big for the Sean. audience, especially it, because that it becomes a value to brands, Jared right? Leto. You know, even more so than your audience, Will I would I imagine. Uh, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of everyone. Uh, yeah, no, and it's also that we've been in the creator space for a long time. We have a credibility and relevance, and yeah, we're not as we're not as huge, but people trust us, and so that goes a long way. Uh, so that's, uh, and, and where our expertise is definitely in live streaming. I think live streaming, we, we've been doing it from the beginning. We've gotten nominated for Emmy, won multiple awards and, uh, really tapping into social video as it relates to the creator space. And the interesting thing though, is that the reason I said you were up, we sat in pitch meetings because like you still have to go through the cycle, you know, and, and, and it always changes. Like, that's the thing like my, my pitch six months ago is different from my pitch now. And I mean, who we are remains the same, but I'm open. I'm malleable. I'm open to like what, what is possible and how things can evolve. So, uh, so yeah, going back to brands, I mean, we're pitching brands for integrations for now we did a partnership with Circa Sinclair, a Sinclair broadcasting company. And so we now have access to media. So that's part of it. We weren't having conversations with um, more on the, on the media side, which is where a lot of the money is. So we'd be looked at as, oh, PR, social, oh, you're cute. And now we have like uh, an access to a much bigger audience. So that's exciting for me. Bart Baker and Brands. Um, you know, I haven't gotten super, super involved with brands yet. Um, as much as you could, as be. much like, as I how could big be, he is he could be. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of actual, um, mismanagement from my previous MCN. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I already said them anyway. <laughs> um, so I've done a lot of, I've done a good amount of brand deals, but like this, the next year i'm gonna it's gonna be really really big focus for me especially since now i'm funding everything myself so yeah. in the past just a couple months i've been doing brand deals that cover the cost of the shoots plus you know it'll cover probably like five shoots per brand deal um which is great and like simple integrations like we did one for uh, the DJ Khaled on the one parody where at the beginning he, uh, hilarious by the way. Thank you. So you see at the beginning, he was on an app. That was an integration. Yeah. Yeah. It was yarn. It was yarn. Yarn. Yes. It's like a text message story app. Well, what's interesting. interesting is Bart's now looking at it. You're looking at it as a business. So you're looking, okay, I'm getting this one chunk of money from a brand. It covers this shoot, but how many other shoots does it cover? So now I'm like, I could be open the next few months. I don't need to be worrying about. Right. doing those shoots yeah yeah so th that's another reason though why actually going totally solo without funding from a network like maker is in the long run uh by josh better. levine from rebel radio <laughs> talk to you soon <laughs> bye what, what did you just do it was taylor swift's help. voice um uh yeah but <laughs> that's, that's why it's better to sometimes it's better to go solo so you because you start to like just lean on that and you don't even think about it, the cash flow, because it's just like everything's funded. So 
So once I actually started funding stuff, then I'm much more proactive going after the brand deals. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason you guys keep talking over each other and you know each other so well is because you're dating. Yes. We're not talking over each other. We're just adding to no, each other's No, no, we're just talking over each other a couple times. <laughs> right. Um, we're rude. Well, it's mostly me. I'm the rude No, one. I talk over you, too. You just, I mean, you just sure you do. <laughs> see, what, see, what, see what I mean? More than I do, actually. I just didn't want to get in trouble. Like, wow. Um, what What is dating like being sort of uh, social media famous, um, if not otherwise famous? You know, our dog has 20,000 followers. You're a handsome fellow. You're an attractive woman. Uh, there's YouTube comments. There's, there's all sorts of people coming out of the woodworks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's an issue or not, but just out of curiosity, you know, what's, what's the dynamic like? And I think and it's actually work together too, which is interesting. Yeah. Sometimes we do. I think it's actually, I think it's a good thing, honestly. Um, in my opinion, you better think it's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, because it's, it's, it helps when you actually know, like we know so much about what we do because we do this, we're in the same industry. So we're able to support and help each other in certain ways. And like Shira knows everyone in the entire world. So if I ever need to get, let's say uh, monetized on Twitter, you know, she could probably hook that up. Or, you know, maybe do a deal with Watchable. Why aren't they having my videos oh, on there? Just, it's maybe a deal. They just shut down to go to Extended. Oh, forget right? it. But, yeah, like stuff like that. <laughs> you just think like, bring... Uh, there's a, like, you know, when she needs to vent, I know what she's venting about, you know? Because most people would be like, what the hell are you talking about? What's a CPM? Do you become a solver in those moments or do you become a listener? Uh, it depends. <laughs> Today I solved something for you. I try to make him go from a listener to a solver. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's a, we never know, like which which version of ourselves we're supposed to be. Well, I will tell him. I would tell him if I want him to Depends listen. Depends on the day. Hear, yeah, here or if I'm like, no, I need you to support this and like help me. I want to get your thoughts because Bart is so smart. So obviously, I'm like, hello, like your I could use your brain on this. Uh, and so, yeah, for me, it's definitely helpful. It's funny because we're in the same industry, but we're we're doing it uh, different things, enough of, of different things that it doesn't like we don't step on each other. Right, and that would be not, a mess. Even though, listen, Bart, like it's funny because Bart's goals, I mean, he has ten million followers. I mean, f uh, subscribers on YouTube. Like, what's trending? Almost doesn't, ten million. Almost. He's, yeah. And so, <laughs> I think there's a big. Difference. There have been times though when I wasn't like I wasn't necessarily in a good place mentally where I looked at that and I was like, "You're just doing so well, and I can't ever get there." And that was when I was, I think, mentally putting myself there. It's easy to go there, but. Um, when I'm in a better place and a more positive place, when I look at it as more like, oh my God, how can you, how can we support each other? So how, how can we be there for each other instead of looking at it as like a negative or a uh, competition? Because we're, we're doing such different things. And, and once again, there's a place for all, all of us. And yeah, we both bring different things to the table. And so he even comes to my studio to shoot stuff. And when I need his support to share things or boost things or be a guest last minute, he's there. So we're really, I feel like we found like a happy medium because I we do know couples that it can get competitive or all well, you're doing also, is talking about, all you're doing is talking about there's, work. There's like, also the couples that they become big on social media based on the fact that they're a couple. Yeah, and their identity is wrapped around that. That's dangerous. So, like, we also, I think the reason why a lot of people actually 
don't think that we collab enough. They're like, why don't you take advantage that Bart's your boyfriend more, blah, blah. And we're like, because we actually care about developing with each other beyond all this stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. we actually spend time. It's a real relationship. <laughs> so you're like, all right, let's separate. But it, but you know? just having the wherewithal to be mindful of that and like know what all those potholes are. Like that's uh, kudos to, to both of you. Thanks. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, yeah, but I don't think, I think there's a lot of people that do, are in that and that, or you hear about them being a couple, but they're not really a couple. They're doing it for social media. Oh, and yeah. that could be something to fall fall into. Or how many times do you, fans of yours go like, oh, you haven't collabed with Bart in a while. Are, are you guys broken up? For sure. We haven't done anything in a while. And I'm like, no, we don't do everything together. You know? Right. So it could be a lot of pressure or like the fear of if you if something ever happens, like everyone would be like, oh my God. Yeah, but, that is, yeah. Um, a, you know, just kind of along those same lines of partnerships beyond your relationship, right? There's a lot of collaboration that happens in the space, you know, as far, I mean, even in the podcast world, it's like, let's be a guest on each other's show. Let's, you know, cross promote. Um, but there's, you know, especially when you have 10 million followers and you have like multiple platforms you're on, like there's a lot of people that come out the woodworks like, hey, it's your Uncle Ray. You want to put me on your show. <laughs> or people that definitely reach out to me like, oh, can we get Bart involved with this? But I'm actually surprised with you know, once again, he said with the on the brand stuff or the things I the doors I will open and I don't even have as many followers as you. I always go if whenever Bart says like, oh, I, I can't do that or people don't support me in this way. I'm like, Bart, if I can figure it out and make money, you can figure it out and make money. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about like recently. <laughs> I was going to ask that, but I'm, I'm the host. But thank you. Like what parts? Like what things? No, I saying- want to know. No, it's saying when like you were going through a time, you're like, oh, no one, le- no one wants to work with me. No one wants this. No one wants that. And I go, that's all in your head. Because once again, if I can make it work, you know, yeah, you can make it work. It's just really hard to tell in this industry if people actually like you or if they just want to be, you know, it's the same. It's all of it's, it's Hollywood. Hollywood. Like it's it's yeah. Or I mean, mo- like if you achieve a certain level of success and people start to get close to you, you're like, Right. What is the reason you're actually here? So, you know, but how do you go about that making that decision to say, yes, I will take this sure, further? Sure. Right. That's the thing. It's all it's it's so much based on just how it benefits your, you know, you and then how it benefits them. Um, it needs to be a win win. Yeah. Whenever things whenever a situation comes up or an opportunity that it feels like a win lose on either side, it's never going to be a long term thing. I don't feel like it's sustainable. So that's why I, I try to find things that are win wins. Because yeah, it, I just feel like that makes sense. And then everyone's in it together. It's collaborative. Great. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no. So, I mean, what, what's next for, well, you guys did the Sephora thing. That's what I was going to ask you about. That wasn't a brand thing. That was just, Oh, you just did your own Sephora and like put makeup on each. uh, Yeah. So I I started to see. Oh, Sharon makes me be in those videos and where she like does makeup. I think it's funny. So I've started, my goal recently was to do more on my personal channel because I watch training obviously that has grown, but I haven't put as much attention on my personal channel. And so I started doing beauty stuff with my boyfriend. It's called Beauty and the Boyfriends. And so where I try on Pretty creative my title. Beauty. That's a, <laughs> you, really, you really outdid yourself on well, that. So it's I, really good. Because I, I do like, I'm not you like a trademark intense, that, by the way. I'm not an intense beauty person, trust me. But I love trying out new trendy things. So, and I find it fun to do it with Bart. And Bart loves trying those things as well. Bart likes trying on masks. Yeah, I like it. I mean, look at him. <laughs> 
I love it. So I started doing. <laughs> I videos. love those weird masks. <laughs> so we did the uh, the bubble mask. You know that bubble mask that was big. Does Everybody know? here know the bubble mask. It was like a bubble oh, mask. Yeah. And we did that the together. This is, the, this is the bubble mask audience. So then I did. Then the, the one we did from Sephora. I just went and I was like, "What's your new hot item that everyone is like is going to be talk about?" It's a great Instagram picture, and they said these. Uh, rubber masks. So we tried that and we're going to try another blue, bright blue one soon. And... They're horrifying. They make you look like you're going to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that. And yeah, I guess, I guess big picture, I'm thinking to myself, oh yeah, sure. If this grows, I know that maybe there's a brand sponsor there, but for now we're just doing it for fun. I'm literally just doing it because it, I, I have a goal of posting every week now and I have fun doing it. And it's, it, I get to express myself in a way that I don't get to otherwise. Uh, aside from views, what what other forms of engagement do you look for or hope for with audience? I mean, I know your tweets get like hundreds and hundreds of like engagements, um, but like what what are those other indicators of success? And yeah. do those even back into like business conversation? You know, uh, and, yeah. Um, I mean, for YouTube, it's not just about views; it's also the ratio of likes to dislikes and comments as well shares, also. shares yeah like that's all the stuff that figures in so the way youtube the way you get most of your views on youtube now isn't even from your subscribers it's from being recommended in the algorithm or search yeah or the search the search is seo and the other thing that is now massive is like on the home page now it's like recommended you know what i mean so if you are if you're subscribed to me and you actually watch me then every time I upload, it'll show up in my recommended. In your recommended, you won't even have to go to the subscription tab. Right. Um, but if people s took a break from watching you, then it you people your subscribers won't even know you yeah, posted. Kind of sucks potentially. So the best way on YouTube isn't just views. It's it's and and watch time too is really important. Watch time. So even if you get a view and it's ten seconds, if they watch ten seconds. YouTube's not going to consider that a good video to suggest to other people. So actually, the engagement thing on YouTube that's the most like important is watch time really, right now. YouTube's the hardest. So Facebook, obviously, like I'm more on Facebook than you are. It's definitely shares. Like you might have a video, like you know that a video has potential if the shares are a lot in the comments. But I would say shares specifically. But once again, YouTube, I mean, Facebook is limiting because they're prioritizing a lot of people that spend money. So there's a lot of different things happening in the space. No, it's weird because, I mean, every, and every platform acts differently and all they all drive to, you know, toward one another yeah. with the end goal of, like, I guess, being views on the content, right? It's, I mean, well, that, no, on that, that platform. Goal? No, the, the, the goal of each platform is to get people staying on that platform. Because I'm, I, you know, I'm this is just kind of for the audience, but I, I think about with podcasting being such a such a young industry. I don't know if we have that yet. So, you know, I don't know. Leo Laporte like, was doing podcasting. Uh, you know, algorithmic. Well, you know, Leo, right. But Leo Laporte was doing podcasting twelve sure, years. Sure. Yeah, Leo yeah. Laporte. Yeah. But you I mean I, I think it's not necessarily young. It just maybe hasn't had its uh, its crazy scaling and success. Right. That and I other mean, young in, in the sense of had. where like iTunes or SoundCloud starts to make those sorts of algorithmic recommendations. Like there's it's yeah. to an yeah. extent, but not to the same degree of a of a. Well, Spotify, right. I guess, is starting to. I'm surprised that I th I had heard that Facebook was going to start doing audio, but. 
I don't know. It would be smart for someone to plant a flag in that way. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a hospital employee, there's a foodie, there's somebody from the LA Times here. Oh, hey. <laughs> what, like, what kind of topics have you seen sort of work in your, I mean, I know in the parody world, but even like parody wise, you're still like, like DJ Khaled was eating hamburgers the whole, <laughs> during the whole video, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, are there certain topics of interest that you point to in culture that, you know, inform how you create content? Yeah, I mean, we're we're always looking, obviously, at what, you know what's, what's trending, trending on what's being shared and <laughs> talked about on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, uh, YouTube. Although YouTube, even front page, how they curate is is very much they curate. You think it's algorithmic, but you mean the trending? Page. Yeah, the trending page Not, yeah. isn't really uh, the what is trending because there's people there are people that are getting m- many more views, but they're not chosen to be on the trending page. Yeah, like me. Yeah, so or, you don't need or the content copy, right? I but dubs. the people who do, well, the funny thing about the trending page on YouTube is it actually doesn't really help that much, um, which is interesting that people don't actually look at the trending page and click the videos. I think as much as you mainstream would think. media and brands do, so that's what yeah, mainstream media and brands do. So that's legit. why it's like always like the Ellen show. I look at the so, recommended like when you first log like exactly. the homepage, but I, there's no way I can get all this so stuff. So I must like, there's a lot. <laughs> usually, I'm going to YouTube to look for something else anyway. Yeah. So you know, there's like there's certain like a level of flaw. Yeah. In the, oh, for sure. Just, yeah. So I would say for us, what gets a lot of clicks typically con- uh, controversy, anything controversial. Uh, unfortunately, you YouTube's know, all about controversy. Right yeah, now. I would especially say, especially right now, more than moments ever. that are caught on camera or fails. Right. Uh, or crazy viral moments, um, not necessarily gone right. Typically, it's gone wrong. Well, funny, like on the, the panel I was on earlier, we were talking about like politics. Like none of us are political shows a, 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 at all. And like the moment someone, one of the hosts, like decided to have a political opinion, like the YouTube, I mean, the, the comments went crazy. Like, how dare you? And blah blah blah. This is sure. Um, but it's like more engaged, right? right? Yeah. I was gonna say, like, it's, it's a, there's a there's a balance there of like what's good it's, engagement or not. Right. It seems like the more offensive you are, the more engagement you get. It's like it's just kind of how it works on YouTube because it's then you get you get people the people fighting with each other in the comments. If people fight with each other, it's good because then they keep refreshing. <laughs> Going back. Which is sad because yeah. media is now propagating sad. that type of conversation, right? Yeah, we're victims of our own society. Yeah, so is, I think it's too deep for the show, but it's getting too <laughs> it deep. Yeah. But, it, but it's true. Um, I, I want to go to questions while we have a, a few more minutes left. Uh, anyone have any questions, or otherwise I can keep going. But uh, we have a reporter from the LA Times here. Do you have any questions? <laughs> Clint, question. You have a question, Clint. Uh, Sorry, he's like it's Sunday, man. Oh, oh, we got yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's a great question. I will. I see already. I see. I see a lot of companies like mine. I see both things happening. People are going more independent, but then a lot of people are getting, you know, bought and partnering with bigger companies or getting investment from bigger companies. We see Casey Neistat, who's a huge independent creator, and he's still continuing on his own, yet he's part of, you know, CNN. Uh, we see Philip DeFranco, who's a huge YouTuber that was with Discovery, and he branched off from them, and he's going to try it on his own again, and then it's going to be funded by his community. 
now he's able to do that. I don't think that's that everyone can do that. The same with Young Turks. However, Young Turks just read, raised a shit ton of money again. Again, and so at a certain point, I'm wondering, will they go public? I mean, I don't, how do they f- continue to fund this unless they get acquired? I, unless they ca- they are going to need to continue raising, and that's all sh- stressful in itself. Uh, so. I see a lot of people joining forces, like smaller companies joining forces to create a bigger network. Uh, and maybe new bigger companies will be created when that happens. We're going to have to make a decision w- whether we join forces with the networks that have been around, like the NBC unis or, you know, um, slash Comcast, the Verizons, the, I'm trying to think of, Viacoms yeah, or Turners or Tribunes. Like, do we, or do people, do we start a new huge company that will, now become a legacy company. Watch out, watch out so I think that's going to be a lot of the conversations that everyone's going to be having. I think that brands are going to become um, more specific with what they need. I, I There was definitely the gold rush of brand spending with a lot of influencers and companies and data. They're going to need the data to uh, back up that spending. And I think that they're going to be... I think that right now we rely on brands for a lot of money. And the worry I have is I, I don't think that's going to stay the way it is, right? I think that companies are going to have to place bets and and commit to building what they want to build. I think so many big companies are so relying on brands and making money right off the bat without putting together any real bets. So they're going to have to diversify how they make their money. So is it events? Is it maybe products? Is it merchandise? They're going to get much smarter with creating technologies, the actual publishers and companies instead of just relying on brands. While he's petting Bentley, I'm going to... And um, I would say also betting on the communities. I think people are going to realize how important it is to grow real, loyal communities and viewership. And those numbers mean something. that They mean that you need to listen to your viewers. It means you need to have a conversation with your your viewers. There's just not like a number in data. They're not part of stats or, you know, an Excel spreadsheet, but they're people. And you need to blend them into what you're doing in order, I, I think, to survive and sustain. Yeah, face on the faceless. You forget. But I do get scared. I do think Facebook's going to come more into the media zone. Apple is already... The, the fear I have definitely is while we have these big companies, I do think that Facebook, Google, and Apple are trying to own everything and own the process. And they're, yeah, the um, pipes go back to them. So they, they were they were going, they were rebelling against what was created, and yet they're creating now the pipes to veer more towards them. So I think we're going to have in five to 10 years another rebellion, right? That's what always happens every five years, five to 10 years. And I think about, you know, for me personally, I look at this idea of personal brand, right? Yes, there's a business side of it. What platforms are going to be, how to keep an audience engaged. But then, you know, who are you as a voice, as a talent, as a thinker, you know, about your, like for you, it's food, right? And like you have a unique perspective on that. How can you amplify that? So literally like last month, I sat down and wrote down, you know, an 11, eight and a half, 11 by I can't talk. Eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And just like, here's where I kind of want to see myself. And the, the the platforms become, you know, agnostic. It, it almost doesn't matter. You can do it. You can have that conversation in book and, you know, entertainment and television on YouTube, on a podcast. Sorry, you look like you had some some thoughts on that, too. No, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that point. Uh, for, for me... 
the future of YouTube is like YouTube's. I don't think I don't see it ever getting any smaller. If anything, it's growing like faster than I've ever seen it right now, which is crazy. Um, so for me though, it's like I'm never gonna stop doing YouTube because that would be like career suicide. Like having that, having that support and that uh, base of people is amazing for all the stuff that I want to do. Which like right now I'm I'm branching out off of digital into more traditional things like television shows and movies. And, uh, I have a book that we're getting published and, um, you know, things that, things that are just more traditional, which is really just but fun. The traditional for- loves the, your digital. Right. So they all, the traditional yeah. loves the digital stuff. So it's, that really helps in that transition where if you want to like branch out and do like, oh, I have an idea for a show, I'm going to go pitch it to Fox or something. They look at your social media following before they'll even look at your pitch. It's crazy. So that brings up an interesting, I, I, going to what you're saying, what you're saying, the, my fear is also creating, uh, putting value and relevance on numbers versus um, who someone is like I look at the times list of most influential and the crazy thing is yeah some of them are celebrities with big numbers and some of them are just people with great visions my fear is becoming a society where we let go of the um of putting um importance on vision and creation and it's all on numbers yeah uh and so I think that black mirror episode about that yeah, basically becoming like Black well, Mirror. The, the likes episode where you... Yeah, yeah, yeah and that so that's my good. that's my fear because <laughs> if crazy. I look at the people that really made a difference in this world, they brought people together, right? Um, and so, yeah, maybe I guess in the modern day context that is followers, but it's beyond that. I think that, you know, Malala did not have followers when she did what she did. So what I'm hoping is that, you know, we we can become a society that puts value on what a person does and how they give to others and what what they create in that way, not just what they create that drives views and all that type of stuff. Um, and, and then I also think we're going to, we're going to come to a place in five to 10 years where while we're working with bigger companies, each person's individual vision is going to have importance. So when you go and interview for a company or you're part of, even though you're doing your own thing, but you're part of whoever, wherever, or you're still at OMD, right? Yeah. So you're, you're at OMT. Um, I think that they're going to, they're going to want to talk to you about your vision to be part of their greater vision. Your vision is just going to be just as important as the greater vision of a company. Whereas in the past, when they interview you, it'd be like, Oh, what's your resume? What's this, what you're doing outside of all this and who you are is going to matter. Um, and I think we're, we're going to see that more and more and that all being connected to what you're doing. Um, whether it be part of a bigger brand or part of a bigger company. So, um, w- yeah, we're building your individual brand is just as important as building something bigger than that. All right. Last but not least, tell us about Bentley. Bentley is eight months old. It's Bentley Baker on Instagram. Yeah. He's a golden retriever and he's single. <laughs> no, single. his balls have dropped. Yeah. <laughs> we're not sure if we're going to do it. I think that might be the first time that phrase has been uttered on my show. His balls, balls have, dropped. have dropped. Yes. It's, um, thank you. Shear is very. For that first ever. Shear is very uh, into his balls. <laughs> very, she's just, she just couldn't believe that they just appeared out of nowhere. It's like I a think we're out of time. 
Bart. I, um, I think it's because I didn't have any like boys wearing it. was like uh, I, we were all girls. And so I like, I don't know, I'm very fascinated by his like male parts and like what's evolving. This is great. I hope someone takes that sound bite. <laughs> It's a really good. Uh, you watch Joe Dirt. The scene where he's, oh man, I haven't seen that forever. Oh. It was on last night. Anyway. There's oh, a dog nice. scene in there. Uh, everybody, please give it up for Shira Lazar and Bart Baker. Thanks, Thank guys. Woo. Appreciate it. Thank you. This has been another installment of Innovation Crush, and we'll talk to you next time. Stay awesome. Yay. Bye.